Hello and welcome to episode 181 of the Field of Geeks podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Bill. How's it going? Not too bad, man. Great. Yeah, it's it's cold out there in good old Iowa. And, uh, it is. I was a little mad at my boss. Uh, he was out on Monday. He, uh, he went to Kansas City for the weekend. He said it was 53 there. What? While he was watching the Chiefs game. So I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> We got ripped off. <laughs> not that far from here either, which is crazy. But, is there a dome uh, over our state? Oh, God, I wish. <laughs> well, don't give COVID Kim any ideas. No, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, hopefully it'll, it'll warm up. Uh, I think it was five today or eight, so all right, yeah. So I'm sure. Like that. Yeah, and you know what? I don't mind cold weather. Like 40 degrees usually, it's that's good. You know, I'll do that, or maybe a 30. But yeah, yeah. I don't like this really bitter cold stuff. It's really, uh not a fan. But yeah, uh, everyone out there, of course, uh, you listened to the brand new theme song for Field of Geeks podcast. Uh, hope you like it. We're all fans of it, and uh, this has been something. I've been trying to get uh, off the ground for many years. I, I wrote lyrics, yeah, a long time ago. And over the years, I reached out to uh, some friends that I thought maybe could, you know, take a stab at it. And it just didn't work out. It wasn't their fault or anything. We just, we have all lives and I wasn't paying them. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, totally understand. But yeah, so after last show, I was like, I had, a, I had someone in mind who's a listener of the show big supporter uh, much appreciated and uh, he was like well let me let me reach out to him and see what happens and yeah within minutes he was like yeah i'll, I'll do it and um i'll have it to you in a few days so rest is history i gave him the gave him the lyrics and finally uh we're able to bring it to life so uh raven xavier thank you so much for providing us with this great theme song and of course, please uh, check out his stuff, his his music at www.ravexmusic.bandcamp.com. Thank you so much, sir. It was it was really cool to get that email. I was like, oh my god, here it is. Everyone liked it. That's what they tell me yep. anyway. So I had a gun to their head. Maybe that's why. But um, well, you know, I uh, <laughs> hold on. I gotta get my statement here. Um, <laughs> Yes. I really verbatim thoroughly enjoyed it. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. Um, yes. All seriousness, no. Like I, I listen to that thing like over and over, like on repeat. For it's catchy, yeah. Times. It's it's very catchy. I like it. Um, I think it's uh, yeah, gets you gets you pumped to hear about some nerd shits. So. I know. Yeah, that was that was the goal. So yeah, I was really yeah really excited how it turned out. It was great. And of course, I want to thank my other friends. Russ King and Juan Hooks, they helped provide us with our last two themes ever since we established the show back in 2015. So, yeah, big thank you to those guys. Uh, yeah. Very, much so. very, very cool. Uh, a huge goal achieved. So, level up, I guess you could say. Getting into, you know, one of our favorite people in this world, uh, Joss Whedon. Bill, would you like to take it away? Oh, God. Where do I start with this guy? So, um, what they dick what was it? Uh, Vulture, I think, did an interview with him. Yeah, very recently, um, addressed a lot of the allegations of you know the harassment of Prisma Carpenter, um, uh, 
you know, Gal Gadot, a lot of things. Um, the cyborg guy, his name escapes me at the moment. So Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher, yeah. Um, and honestly, the if there was ever any interview where you could just reach through, you know, whatever medium you're reading it on and be like, Joss, just stop talking. You're making it worse. Right. This would be it. Um, not that that's exclusive to Joss Whedon, but my God, what a dog shit interview. Especially when you have years to think about what to say, right? Or maybe well, a year. And, yeah, and it's just, it's the equivalent of somebody on the schoolyard being like, nah, you did. <laughs> you know, it's just so stupid. Like, what a out of touch piece of shit. Just egotistical. Yeah, he's just insane. It, it really sucks because, you know, there's a lot of people that kind of echo this sentiment from what I've seen. But, you know, Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, obviously has been a huge fan favorite series and movie for years as a huge cult following. And um, he would even go to like fan events and stuff like that. You know, Buffy Summers was always kind of like a feminist icon for lack of better term, you know, like she didn't need a big, strong man to come in and save the day every day, you know, every time she got into conflict and mm-hmm. to find out that he's just a misogynistic asshole kind of, puts a bitter taste in a lot of people's mouths, but yeah, you know, um, the, the one thing I will say, I don't want to give him more, I don't know, clout than he already has or what more exposure or whatever. I just hope that whoever he has hurt in the past that they are getting past it they're getting the help they need um and that they don't stop speaking out because i think this is one example of cancel culture that i can get behind yeah absolutely necessarily a string of tweets like hashtag me too all that right this one's warranted yeah this is very well documented and for him to just kind of It'd be one thing if he was like, yeah, you know what? I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily forgive him. Yeah, it'd be better. You know what I mean? But it'd be better than just being like, no, I didn't do that. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. That's not me. That's not me. No. He's he's known as a feminist and his mom, he respected her. I guess he didn't get along with his father or his brothers, I'm guessing, or siblings. And so, yeah, yeah, to... very i don't want to say mama's boy but he was very much a you know he very much leaned on his mother and and tried to emulate a lot of things that she did and she was uh very outspoken about feminism and everything and then just to find out that you know he's being abusive and holding careers over actresses heads is just it's heartbreaking from the standpoint but from a certain standpoint but also you know, um, we've talked before about separating the art from the artist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would say don't just not be a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Firefly or the Avengers or whatever it may be just because the director was an asshole. Yeah. I mean, you can still appreciate those for what they are and appreciate the talent that went into making those things and you know, I don't I don't think anybody's calling like, oh, let's boycott Buffy or the Avengers or anything like that. I don't I haven't seen any of that. No, I don't think so. Just like you typically do with like cancel culture stuff, but I just this is, yeah. like you said, very much warranted and it's it's heartbreaking in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. I 
I was somebody who had a lot of respect for Joss Whedon and the work that he did. And oh, same, yeah. It's uh, not not a great thing to find out about. So my you know my heart goes out to the people that were affected by this, um, especially Ray Fisher. I mean, it seemed like there was a lot of abuse that he got, and it it's never the right time for racism, but it was also right around the time of a lot of racist turmoil in our country. And right. It's, yeah. It just, I, I can't say enough about how disappointed I am, I think is the right word. Yeah. Abs- and absolutely. I've lost a lot of respect for Joss Whedon and I don't see him coming back from this. I, I don't really see anybody wanting to work with him again, but weirder things have happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know? that, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, Ray Fisher, I think, Justice League was his first film ever. He was a Broadway actor or theater actor. Yeah. I'm sorry. Maybe that's what he, uh, what yeah. he did mainly. And, uh, but yeah, uh, just the treatment he got from not just Whedon, but the you know producers and so on. It was just a huge debacle. You know, the whole Justice League thing. When he came on board, it was made to be like, you know, oh, he's helping out Zach. They're friends, whatever. Um, that didn't turn out to be true. Yeah. He basically was giving Zach notes. And yeah, I, I can't imagine how uh, Zach's mentality was, especially experiencing all, all of this before his daughter, you know, um, passed away. You know, like that's just, it's terrible. Yeah. It's absolutely terrible. Mean, definitely a lot of turmoil and, and mm-hmm. things that he was dealing with at that time as well. So, I mean, that definitely can't be discounted at all. But, uh, right. And uh, we've seen Gal Gadot in many films now uh, to say that she doesn't understand. Well, she English isn't her first language is what he said. That, yeah, that really that was uh, that yeah. really rubbed me the wrong way. I was shocked and, to hear that. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's I, I never get the sense from her that she's not somebody that understands the English language. No, and she can speak you it know? well. So, yeah, I. Yeah, that was just a situation. I don't think he wanted to be there, and they definitely didn't want to be there because, yeah, they signed on for Zach's vision, I, I'm guessing, and they're like, what the hell? We're reshooting everything now? And then, you know, Affleck's got his alcoholism coming back, you know. Um, yeah, it was just not a good concoction. And Ray Fisher is a great actor, I think. he, uh, The Snyder Cut definitely showed that. It did showcase a lot more of his acting ability, which I was very yeah. happy with. I think it was just the so, direction, you know, is what was faulty. His Whedon's direction, yeah. he just couldn't get yeah. a good performance out of him. And that's that's on him. It's not Ray Fisher's problem. So, yeah, yeah, that's just... Um, and I think he. this all came out, maybe it was Martin Luther King Day. And I think Fisher was like, you know, I'm going to... Uh, I'll respond to this tomorrow. I'm not doing it today, you know. Yeah. Um, it's like of all days, I'm not, no, I'm not going to do it. So, which shows, uh, to me, shows a lot of maturity. Yeah. You know, when something like this happens, it's too easy for people to take to Twitter and be, start this whole he said, she said argument yeah. back and forth. And you just get sick of it, no matter who's right or who's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the interview definitely didn't do him any favors. And no, no, it didn't. I'm, I'm shocked he, yeah. I'm shocked after all these years or however long it's been. He, really? It's like you haven't maybe had any counseling to see, hey, maybe problem's you, you know? Uh, yeah. Just the ego on him, you know? He's kind of just, 
he's God to himself and that's how it's probably going to be. And, you know, I don't know if he'll come back from it, honestly. Um, I mean, he's still kind of a young dude, but I don't know. I mean, he's going to really have to show <laughs> a lot of growth. I, um, I think he'll be okay, though. Oh, yeah. If Financially, he's fine. Financially, he'll be okay. He's fine. Yeah. Just like yeah, Kevin Spacey and really, everybody else. I'm not. If he comes out with a new movie, I'm not going to line up to see it. Yeah. I'm not going to boycott it. I'm not going to shed a tear if he never comes back. <laughs> right. Whatever. Yeah. You know, just very, very disappointed. Yeah, extremely. And of course, you know, moving on to a new segment of the show, which we don't want, but so many people are dropping like flies lately. Um, God, it's been horrible. Yes. Uh, first off, right after we recorded, the day we recorded the last episode, um, and we already remembered some, some people on that show, uh, Bob Saget left us, uh, which was just a gut punch. I think you shared that with the group, Bill, and... I just, yeah. I didn't want to believe it. I was like, you, you know, no, no, uh, not this. No way. I didn't either. And yeah. he's, I think for a lot of us, um, especially in, in field of geeks and, you know, beyond very sure. much. So, um, he was very much a staple of our childhood Yeah, for a while there. Um, he was, you know, of course, uh, he was on full house. He played Danny Tanner. He's like the epitome of, you know, the, perfect American dad sitcom dad <laughs> yeah yeah which i think is hilarious now seeing as you know yeah going back and watching his stand-up comedy is like one of the most vulgar people in the world <laughs> total opposite um, yeah the just the polished you know having to be kid friendly all the time being around children and but he is very much a staple of our um of our childhood you know television wise yeah I mean, tgif you had family you had uh Full House, and then Family Saturday Rangers. night he had yeah. America's Funny Some Videos, or even the same night I think it might have been. I don't know. Yeah, he was everywhere. Um, <laughs> but uh, Dirty Work, he was that was his director. Yes, directorial debut. It's one of my favorites. Um, not a well received movie, but yeah, it was. Uh, that was one of my favorites. I, I think we even talked about that when we were talking about Norm Macdonald passing away. Right. And they um, were they were both good friends. So um, yeah, it's shocking were. that he got to remember uh, Norm and before his own passing. And he did that for Betty White as well, you know, had a big uh, tribute. But I love Dirty Work. It's it's hilarious. I, I think my favorite scene is, um, is when um, they get beat up at the bar by the uh, frat boys. And then they... Yes. They tell him that fake cops are coming. <laughs> they call yeah. the real. He goes, "Hello, real cops." The way Norm, you know, delivers the line, you know, um, <laughs> that was good. And then of course his um, half baked cameo, which was like, if you at that time did not know about his stand up, you you definitely learned other shocking. levels he would go. Yeah, yeah. I had no, I had no idea about his stand up when I saw that. And I was like. <laughs> But that's wait a minute. No, it's not Bob Saget. Somebody dubbed his voice. You ever suck dick for marijuana? <laughs> nope. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, um, I, I first knew him from Full House, and then my stepdad uh, showed uh, um, the family one of his old videos he recorded of like uh, Rodney Dangerfield used to have like uh, I forgot what it's called, but it was like young comedians or something, and Saget was on one of those, and that was the first time I was introduced to his stand-up and i was like oh my god this is crazy like i did not expect yeah. this 
yeah um as very much uh very much different from the polished <laughs> sitcom dad that we saw every Friday good actor <laughs> yes yeah uh, the fact that he could be that like family friendly you know i, I don't want to say square dad but yeah. you know and just knowing that he was just had such a raunchy and dark sense of humor <laughs> he did funny to me right um of course he was the narrator on uh, how i met your mother yes for a few years there just a tremendous talent it's gone way too soon died at the age of 65 that's crazy yeah i mean no, no drugs no foul play just kind of peacefully in the sleep he just had a a great set the night before i guess and he was so psyched about this new direction and you know he felt rejuvenated yep. he felt he said i think he said he felt 26 again or something and he, you know he talked to his wife about you know i can't wait to see you tomorrow i'm gonna go um yeah i'm going to my hotel room yeah hours later um he passed yeah it's just I, shocking i think the uh i think the thing that breaks my heart the most about it aside from the fact that we no longer that we live in a world without bob saget is uh john stamos is just devastated mm -hmm. yeah um and they were very close. They remained very close friends after Full House. Of course, they came back for Fuller House. John yes. Stamos hosted his roast of, on uh, Comedy Central. <laughs> yeah, you know they they've been good friends for years. And yeah, uh, I think John said something about it feels like a piece of him is is missing that he'll never get back, and that's just the whole cast is is family practically. Um, but yeah, he, he was really close with Stamos and. It's just, it was nice to hear about the cast going to his house to help his widow, you know, mourn. And, uh, you know, yeah. I would assume they were there for her and, uh, I mean, helped her out with other things. I know John Mayer and, um, oh gosh, I can't remember his name offhand, but they, they got his car from the airport and there's a nice, lovely, um, uh, video they, they posted about just driving it back and, you know, mayor like saying he he wouldn't drive the he wouldn't drive through LAX uh, for anybody else or something. So, yeah, yeah, very lovely tributes. Like everyone had something nice to say about him, and oh yeah, yeah. he was he yeah left a very positive impact on the world. Yeah, for and, sure, uh, he'll definitely be missed. Absolutely. To go in order, uh, Meatloaf passed away. Mm -hmm. Wasn't as shocked, you know. Um, it's in his I name, really, but I'm kidding. As uh, as outspoken as he's been about like COVID and mm -hmm. you know about like oh I can I can handle anything like my immune system has been working for years and then he just drops dead as a little ironic, but um, right. Yeah, I guess uh, you know aside from his musical talents, uh, my biggest memory of Meatloaf is from the Rocky Horror Picture Show in Eddie. Yes. So. Uh, of course, I used to go every Friday night to Billy Joe's and put on my black lipstick and do the time warp and all that shit. So, what what character um, were you? Were you the? I I didn't really dress up. As oh, you just kind of were like background people. And, yeah, yeah, and then uh, Louis Anderson as well. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, I I yeah. haven't really heard much about Louis Anderson for for years. I know he did that uh, that animated show on Fox for a while. Was it Life with Louie? Was that what it was? Life with Louie. Yeah, something like that. Mm -hmm. Or like voiced himself as a child and his 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Character. His impersonations of his family were funny. They they were hilarious. <laughs> I uh, really enjoyed that growing up. I guess I one of those people you just never really think about. Like, oh, whatever happened to that guy? Popped up on my news feed, and it's like, oh god. <laughs> Same day, Meatloaf passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, just to go back to Meatloaf real quick. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture, obviously, is something he's remembered for. But uh, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Black Dog with Patrick Swayze, Randy Travis. Yeah. I actually like yeah. that film. I haven't seen it in a long time, I so did, maybe it's not as good I as too. I remember. I was, yeah, uh, had a great song I was to it. Surprised. Yeah, um, surprised with his character and that, like his acting ability. I didn't think he was like a terrible actor. Y- yeah, so yeah, he did a lot of kind of. E movie villain role, kind <laughs> yeah, of yeah, stuff. But, yeah, um, yeah. He peaked with Fight Club, probably. That was um, yeah, Robert. Hard Paulson. to forget that. Yeah, hard to forget that character. It is. Um, <laughs> I want to. I had it's. it's <laughs> yeah. um, that's cool. Yeah, uh, but, uh, Edward Norton actually kept that photo. I guess it's on his desk, and he's like, "I don't keep much for my movies, but uh, this is something I I hold dear, and it's him hugging him." You know, in their characters. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. And, of course, he did the Bat Out of Hell series of albums that were major successful. And, yeah, Louis Anderson, Coming to America was his first film, I believe. And, um, unfortunately, he reprised for he reprised his part for Coming to America 2. Um, I, I only say that because it did not turn out great. And uh, I if, he, if the script was better, I would have been more for it. But... Um, I still have yet to see it. I think uh, just the reaction I got from you and Mitch, I was just kind of like, yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah, I mean, it might be a cool movie to sit down and just have. If you have super low expectations, it might be decent, honestly. But it's just, yeah, yeah, man, it's like you shouldn't have made the sequel, especially after all these years. And it's just, it's got none of the lightning the first one had, you know. Um, it's kind of like Joe Dirt, too. It was a sequel that, like, nobody really asked for, and they just right. put it on some... Oh, Crackle, you know, right? Like, Wasn't it Crackle? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't see that one. I did like Joe Dirt. I did not see the sequel. I think I kind of got turned off by its direct to crackle whatever that the app or whatever it was yeah. but and i think i heard a few things about it that wasn't great well, so not to say it was yeah. oscar caliber material but yeah I, I don't think anybody expected that to win any oscars but no okay. but yeah joe Dirt had something special you know um it's just a, you know it's like adam sandler's movies you, you can just turn your brain off and just kind of just you know yeah have a good time i guess so. very much so <laughs> right well, for a belly laugh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you're feeling down, pop those in. There's no care in the world in those films. So maybe even in the writing. I don't know. But um, <laughs> moving into checkouts, uh, I'd like to recommend, um, and I also checked out, of course, Peacemaker, which is a HBO Max series starring John Cena as Peacemaker uh, from Suicide Squad, which we got months ago. Uh, came came out on HBO Max and the theaters. This is an exclusive show to HBO Max. Uh, new episodes every Thursday. We are on, well, we are approaching episode five. Uh, spectacular show. Can't recommend it enough. The opening scene, well, yeah, the opening credit scene is fantastic. I won't give too much away, um, but it's very entertaining. It's so entertaining that I don't skip it every episode. I have to watch it and 
I think you'll understand when you see it, but man, it's a good show. It really is really funny. Written mostly uh, by James Gunn and directed as well. Uh, actually, he might have written all of it. I'm not sure. Um, he directed every episode except for the last one, episode four. Still a stellar, great show, great cast. Uh, Robert Patrick plays John Cena's father. It's terrible dad, terrible dad, but he builds the tech he needs and all that. And uh, yeah, it's raunchy as hell. Total rated R show. Yeah, not for kids at all. <laughs> I love it. I, it's fantastic. And uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think there's a lot of people out there that hate the show or dislike it in any way. It's just it just hits the right notes. And you know, James Gunn is you know just proving himself again and again. Fantastic show. Definitely check it out. Offhand, I don't know how many episodes total we're gonna get, but um, I'd be happy with it just being a standalone season one. I don't want it to get too, like, you know, um, outdo its welcome. Let's talk about Cobra Kai real quick. Uh, we just had season four drop. And uh, Bill, we didn't pay him to do this, but he watched all of the Cobra Kai season one through four. What was the last episode? I said I'd only seen the first one. And I think yeah. that was because it was that was back when it was like the first episode was released for free to watch on YouTube. Sure. Yep. Or something like that. So. I started watching season one, and before I knew it, I was through season one, and then I was through season two, and so on and so forth, and uh, finished it up all the way, and my god, is it, this is like example of nostalgia done right. Yes. Um, William Zabka is amazing. Um, you know, I, I kind of uh, see him more as the main character, more so than I do Ralph Macchio, but Ralph Macchio is good in it, too. Um, you know, I, I love the character development with all the characters involved. Um, tremendous acting, and just, I can't recommend it enough. It's a super easy show to get hooked into, and now I'm eagerly awaiting season five. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Because they have most of their cast is like the next generation, and that's usually the ones that you don't care about, right? And th yeah, they just I pulled mean, it off. You just kind of like with the. I, I know I always reference the new Star Wars trilogy, but yes, um, kind of like with that. Like I could have cared less about a lot of those characters until you know I kind of they kind of grew on me, but mm. um, you know I went into it more like oh I want to see what's going on with this guy and this guy and. It's cool how they, uh, so far they've referenced three of the four Karate Kid Miyagi-verse movies. Yes. Um, they haven't, of course, the next Karate Kid is yet to be referenced. Um, I think they even uh, did a little Easter egg to the Karate Kid Adventures, which was an animated series. Oh, gosh, did they? A long time ago. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's cool to, I, I really loved, you know, when they first started talking about, um, you know, his car dealership or whatever, like they were losing the contract to this Japanese company. I'm like, he's going to go to Okinawa. Yeah. And that was, I always liked that part of uh, Karate Kid too. I like the characters and that, and a lot of the backstory we got from Mr. Miyagi and right. it was cool to see him revisit that. And I think, uh, I really like Terry Silver in this. I didn't think I'd say that. <laughs> but um, my least favorite part of Karate Kid 3 was Terry Silver. Oh, but, man. Yeah. Um, just a 
wow. I mean, the fact <laughs> that uh, I think Karate Kid 3 was his first, the actor's first movie he ever did. And it's been, God, how long has it been since between then and now, like 20 plus years, something like that, for him to come back to the character and yeah, give it that craziness that just works with the subdued craziness of crease yeah just seeing a lot of the callbacks we got to the previous movies and got to see a lot of stock footage and or not really stock footage but uh footage that get, ended up on the cutting room floor that they never used yeah that's cool they can the do that original movies so it's pretty cool that they were able to go back and do that and of course i think a lot of the same people that worked on the movies are working on the series so it's good that it's uh you know keeping with tradition and everything like that so i can't recommend that enough yeah i, I feel like on as far as netflix goes i'm playing catch up because i you guys have recommended you know uh cobra kai quite a bit and <laughs> man i i can see why now yeah because I, I didn't even there were some nights i'm like oh the you know the episodes are short especially when i first started out i was like oh, i'll watch it Right. Yeah. I'll watch another one. You know, if it's one thirty, I need to go to bed. I'm going to work tomorrow. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, uh, uh, that's no, what happened to me. Exaggerating a bit, but um, not by much. I mean, it's very easy to watch. It's just like water, you know, it goes down like water. Just ep- every episode after, and there's cliffhanger after uh, every episode's got a cliffhanger. Not a big spoiler, but it just, oh, the, it just hooks you. Soundtrack. My God. Oh yeah. The soundtrack is phenomenal. I mean, it's, you know, whatever. A lot of that has to do with Johnny being kind of stuck in the eighties, but yeah. Um, yeah. Even the, the soundtrack and the score and everything is just spot on. They use a lot from the movies. So that's well uh, done. It's, we, I couldn't be happier. If we haven't said it enough and you haven't seen it by now, I'm telling you to watch it. <laughs> um, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing with your life? That's why I subscribed to uh, at the time YouTube Red, and then now it's YouTube Premium, and uh, that yeah, the first two I, seasons were on there. So, yeah, I think that was that was a swing and a miss. Holy shit! Well, they wanted Netflix to start with, and they couldn't get Netflix. Yeah, well, yeah, I know, I know. I, I just mean like YouTube Premium kind of. Oh yeah, no, I mean, but it it was great that you know they wanted Netflix. That didn't work out. And then they proved themselves, and then they're like the underdog, kind of. And then yeah. after YouTube canceled them, I think after season two, yeah, and Netflix picked them up. Mm-hmm. So it's like a yeah. fairy tale, you know? It's just... Well, and it's it's done tremendously well on Netflix. I mean, it's yes. been in the top... It's been number one on the top ten chart for God knows how long. And everyone's watching it now, which they weren't really when it was on YouTube. I kept telling people, like, this yeah. is good. This is good. You got to see it. No, no, no. Oh, you got to pay for it? Oh. Um, I no. think the more... <laughs> I don't know if I want to say, like, the more um, hype it got with, like, everybody coming back, the more popular it got. But yeah, um, even, even if you're not coming back to it for the old characters, the new characters are very well done they are they are you, you um, care about them you and they all have their nice little character tick you know they all have something that's yeah something memorable about them and it's just it's done very well and what i like is a lot of the cast who were kind of in the background for a couple seasons they're now in the forefront mm-hmm. and they're knocking mm-hmm. out of the park like it's just it's fantastic so. yeah it's fantastic and so. 
I'm just thrilled. I never imagined uh, this success, and I'm sure the actors, the main actors, didn't as well. And to quickly reference new uh, Star Wars trilogy, um, wow, great way to drop the ball, not bringing your actual characters back, and you know having them be a part of the the plot really um, in a big yeah. way, and just kind of having. I think that's would have been more acceptable, and that's yeah, that is definitely like fandom doing it right, you know. Um, and also fans have put the show together. Uh, I don't recall their names, but it's three dudes and they did the hot tub time machine. I think the first one at least. And of course, William Zapka had a cameo in that film, got along with those guys very well. And yeah, they approached him about this idea for the show and he was, he was game and they just had to convince Ralph and thankfully they did. So rest is history, but it's just, it's wonderful to, they redcon all the silliness from the films and yeah, if they bring Hillary Swank on, I'm sure they're going to do the, do the same. If they could pull off Terry Silva, they can, they can pull off, you know, making her character more acceptable. If, if it wasn't, I cried the next credit kid's so vague to my memory. You know, I, I watched it a long, long, long time yeah. ago and don't really remember much. It was a cash uh, grab, you know, it just, it, yeah, it's like three ninjas kick back for whatever like, <laughs> you know like it, it's one of those like you said a, cra- a cash grab yeah yeah it was like the next credit and kid yes more tickets and, and I, don't, I don't even remember whatever. where daniel was in that movie but um, he wasn't even he wasn't no but there was a reason he, wasn't even in he the moved movie, away but, or something or he's well, like and it, it takes place like the movie itself takes place away from california i think it i forget where it takes place but what well, is anyway? It is funny because their old neighborhood, <laughs> right? It is funny because the original trilogy only really takes place, uh, I think, within two years. Uh, the karate tournament, and then summer vacation, they go to Okinawa, and then they come back, and then it's three. Um, it's funny because it's also the same way for the series, which is weird because Daniel's youngest son hit a growth spur, and you know the series has been on for four years, five years, maybe. But in yeah. in the timeline of the series, it's only been like I think two years as well, and it's like oh boy, that's really a stretch. But I guess it makes sense, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's fine. I'll let it go. Yeah, I'm glad you. I'm glad you watched all of it. I'm shocked you you got it all done by now. I guess I shouldn't oh, yeah. be because you know a season is <laughs> a season is so digestible. It's so quick. Like it's it's crazy. And it, yeah, it did not I mean, tire me when I binged seasons three and four um, at once. Yeah, and I think I think when it was on YouTube, I could be wrong. I think it was weekly release, so I, I believe it was. I have yeah. to go back and see that, but yeah, because I'm just wondering why did why didn't I binge the other ones? Uh, moving into movies, No Time to Die, the last Craig Bond. You know, it came back. It came out in um, I think it was October, I believe. Uh, did you have a chance to catch that yet? Bill? I have not. Okay. Unfortunately, um, I recommend it. Um, it's it's a good ending to his run, but there's obviously a few issues I have. Uh, overall, I'm just I'm just wanting Bond to have more fun again. I'm kind of tired of this, you know, emo dissecting of his whole character. You know, you just kind of want him to have uh, fun. You know, and it was a nice. Yeah, it was it was refreshing at the time, but Casino Royale was just amazing. Were you a fan of Craig's run for the most part, or? Very much so. Um, I also liked the, uh, so the old Bond films all felt kind of episodic. Like they didn't really seem to carry over too much. Mm -hmm. 
between films and I kind of liked that that it was more of a ser- more of a you know continuing story and everything like that. There's a few things I could have done without, but I think Daniel Craig knocked it out of the park. Very good addition to the the cast of Bonds. Yeah, he was, um, and he, you didn't think he was going to come back after the I think it was the last one, Skyfall. Or I'm sorry, not Skyfall, Spectre. Yeah, because he was like, oh, yeah, I'd rather slam my hand into a table and a glass table. Didn't do it again. Yeah, um, exactly. I'm glad he came back for another mm-hmm. one. Um, it was an I mean, improvement. I, yeah. Kind of waiting to see it, you know, just when things calm down a little bit. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Over, the, over the holidays, I mean, we've had no shortage of movies coming out that I've been rushing to see. Oh, there's so, so many. I, I barely, I can barely, you know, keep up. I'm trying to see each one in the theater. And I do have some reviews in my up my sleeve that I got to dish out sometime because uh, I've, I've seen the matrix resurrections uh, Kingsman or King man. I think that's how you say it. Um, the King's man, King's man. And I've seen house of Gucci. So I may do this, I guess solo we'll see, but I definitely want to mm-hmm. get those reviews out, even though they're not really hot right now. Um, you know, yeah, time got away and we had holidays and stuff and you know, I wish I had more time, but I don't. You know, I have I have another job. Believe it or not, this is not my full time job. I wish it was. Um, I wish right. Oh, I'd be living in an alley if it was. <laughs> yeah. I need good internet. Get up on the roof. You're uh, recording with a cup on a string. Yeah. Just to myself, like he's really lost yeah. it. Yeah, he's hanging out with Joss Whedon, so you know how bad that is. But um, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, of course, for many years before Craig's run was up, uh, people were talking about Ooh, who's next Bond going to be. You know, Idris Elba came up many, many times, and of course, you know, you had some people have an issue with it because you know, obviously, he's not a white man. But it wasn't for like racist reasons. It was, you know, honestly, I love Idris Elba. And I think I think you do a great job as Bond. I really do. Um, yeah. And I think we can have a black Bond. And I was naive about this because for years, my only problem with that was you're going to screw with his lineage. And it just dawned on me recently, like, there's probably black Scotsmen. I know I'm sounding stupid probably, even to you, Bill, but I never really thought that because Bond's back or lineage is British and Scottish. And I'm like, okay, no yeah. shit. There's Black Scotsman, and I shared this on her page. Uh, it's a nice little mm-hmm. YouTube video. Um, it's just something I wasn't aware of. So, you know, I'd like to get the message out there. If that's the hang-up for some people, like it was me, it had nothing to do about the race, honestly. I just didn't want to change the character up like that. It's like you might as well create a whole new character if you're going to do that. But in this well, case, and, it, it can work. And I think we had, we had talked about that, too, um, in the past, yeah. uh, past episode or something like that. But um i i don't know i always saw james bond as more of a title right you want it yeah code name or something like that so i mean it's kind of interchangeable kind of like doctor who to some to some degree i know doctor who's been played by a bunch of white british dudes too but (laughs) um no i think idris elba like is a tremendous actor he's got just an insane amount of range and uh he can pull off the action stuff just as well as he can pull off the serious acting. So yeah, for sure, for sure. And, yeah, and I feel bad. That I never thought about he could be Bond because the lineage. Because that was my only hangup. Like I, w- I was going to accept it no matter what. Because you can tweak a character. I rather they didn't. But 
He can still have the same background. I don't I don't think it's because like people want to be super woke about it. Like they're not turning Bond into a lesbian feminist right. whatever, you know. Right, right. Um it's it's because I think it's genuinely I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that they want a person of color to play Bond. I think it's to do with the fact that Peter Selva is a fucking good actor. Yes. Yeah, he is. I mean he's a Brit. That's so it works. Yeah. Yeah. He's suave I mean, and I, all that shit. This might be a little weird take because I know he's already played a villain in the in the Craig series, but I always thought Mads Nicholson would make a good Bond. Yeah, yeah, especially I mean, he now. He's, had that, yeah, he kind of had that that look about him. I mean, probably maybe you know, maybe not now because he's you know obviously a little more a little older. But You're um, right. Idris Elba is not exactly a spring chicken, but. That's my new you problem, know. though. Yeah, like I've I've had this problem too. With yes, it's, it's like, great. But if you yeah. were, but if you were to have a you know late twenties, early thirties Bond, one would it work, and two, who would you cast in that? Yeah, well, I that's mean, the thing. Elba is four years younger than Craig, so before long, he's yeah, going so, I mean, to it's... look old. And if they do go with him, I strongly recommend they film a trilogy of films back to back so they can just get it all done with and they're on their own. They stand on their own, you know, hell they could do a sixties piece if they wanted to. Of course, I don't want, you know, I, you know, kind of like what they did with wild, wild west um, going back into the 1800s and all that, you know, Will Smith being black was a, it was a big issue, but originally in the show, there was no issues. I mean, there were issues, but that wasn't the, the premise of the show. You know, there, he was like a James yeah. Bond in the West. And if Elba's cast, I just, or anyone who's black, you know, I, I don't want it to become like a, interjected into the Bond persona. Like Bond already has yeah, the respect. We don't need... You know, of course, the villain can be an asshole in the end about that. That's that's fine. But I, I don't want plots about his race. Like, he's Bond. Yeah, I mean, we accept he, him. He's respected. You know, have fun. Exactly. exactly. Just want to have like fun, it. man. <laughs> Bond always has some really colorful and, yeah. you know, out there villains. Like, the last thing I want to see is a movie about James Bond versus the racism. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's, it's just not the right. Yeah, I mean if you want to you do that, you need to yeah. acknowledge it in the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like he's just playing James Bond. Right. It's this shit if he's black. It's know? a fantasy. Like that's that's what we've gotten away from and to go back into that is just something we don't need right now. We just need to have fun and Yeah. Like I said, the villains can be total assholes about that. Um that's fine. Um but again, you know, Bond ideally in the past has been in his 30s, 40s. Um, uh, Roger Moore was well well into his 40s when well, he, uh, he took over, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yet he stayed on until he's like 57. And so, I mean, if you want – that's another thing. If if they want to do a trilogy of films or a couple of films that Bond is actually aging, I guess that's something they could pursue. But I think we need yeah. – we kind of need a – you know – uh, younger dude in the role. Um, I do think Elba could put it, pull it off, but like I said, he's almost Craig's age. And not to say Craig would look terrible at the end, but you know, any another film or so, it would be too much probably, and you would lose that fantasy element. I think. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, hell, Roger Mornian was like grunting and just like you know the slightest movement, and it was like dude was ready to like hang it up, you know. So yeah. This is obviously very early talks. The producers have talked about him. 
they are so not ready yet to get into another film right now. So oh, I, wouldn't, it's, I wouldn't think so. I mean, no, because the, the sca- sheer scale of a Bond film is right. Yep, that years of planning. That and Craig's just Craig's run just ended, so they got to give it a little breathing room. Which there's nothing wrong with that. No, there but isn't. If they are. If they're going to bring Elba into it, they need to do it in the next couple of years. Right. They can't They can't wait much longer. And that's the other thing that's bad about – another good thing about doing back-to-back, especially if you have a big star like Elba. Um, unfortunately, we learned this, I think, from Craig. Like, Craig was a great Bond, but his schedule, he was also making, you know, popular films outside of Bond and – Obviously, yeah. when that's going down, he's not going to be able to. They're not going to be able to push a bond out every two, three years. So we've had to wait many years for Craig to come back. And and I don't want. I'd love us to get, you know, more of a flow going. You know, like after Casino Royale, man, I was ready. Like let's just keep the keep the pedal down, man. Let's keep going. And uh, it would we, be yeah, it would be good to do like a summer thing. Like every, you know, every summer there's a new Bond movie coming out for right. like the next three. Yeah, or something like that. And if not that, every other or something. That's what Brosnan's were. Those were every two years, yeah. I believe. And you know, Brosnan didn't have a huge movie career outside of Bond, so that's probably why you know they didn't really have to wait on him because he he his schedule is free, more free, I guess. But um, that's the only that's the unfortunate thing when you cast somebody. You know, a lot of people want Henry Cavill, which is great, but he's kind of already done that with the Man from Uncle. Although I'd be cool with it uh, again, though his scheduling that, that scares me. It's like I don't want to wait five years for Bond film to come out. You know, just yeah. I mean his his schedule's kind of up in the air. With, I mean, they could probably work with him. Yeah, three and you know, but I think whether or not he's going to be a part of Black Adam or the continuing <laughs> DC Superman. Yeah, I know movie verse and I know what have you. I don't know, but, but I do uh, like the idea of a trilogy of films like. Uh, each actor could take a crack at him, right? You know, you can have all these act- yeah. actors play Bond, and, they, and a whole new cast, even if you want to, or whoever can come back. You know, do a set of films, would, release them, and then you can just keep going. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, you know, pick somebody that can commit to it, do a, ser- a trilogy series, wait a few years, come back to it with yeah. a new actor keep the series fresh and keep people wanting to come back to see James Bond. So it doesn't, it's a franchise that doesn't just die. Right. And don't lose tracking of what the whole goal is. You know, I think that's what they, they'll hit like a big upswing and then they'll kind of just ride that out for too long and try to repeat that stuff instead of kind of, you know, um, setting the stage, if you will, for other people to be like, Oh yeah, look, wow, they did that. Cool. You know, like try a different um, approach, but, yeah, keep stay on target. No, yeah, know why people like these movies. I think we just need to have fun again. And I think, um, yeah, I think that's just that's what I want. So um, I did enjoy Craig's run, hit and miss there, but that's okay. That, that's that happens with the Bond franchise. You know, not, they're not all great, uh, but they all have elements that are memorable and you'd like to see again. So he he will be missed as bond and uh no time to die i have that on 4k so i'm really anxious to check that out soon we'll have that for a year or so to watch and then um yeah hopefully we get a new bond and yeah if elba's it that's great i just like i said please just hurry up and get it done <laughs> and then you know you can uh bask in your greatness i guess um 
So there put, we go. put it there. Uh, so moving on, of course, to Batgirl. Uh, this has been filming for a while now. Cast is Leslie Grace. She's playing Barbara Gordon, Batgirl. Brennan Fraser is playing Garfield Linz, a.k.a. Firefly. I'm not uh, familiar with that character in the comics. Are you, Bill, by any chance? Um, more so from the Arkham video games than I am the comics. Okay. I, yeah. I guess I'm more, I'm more familiar like comic wise with like Marvel characters than I am with know a little bit about Firefly, but sure. What's, um, what's the gist of that character? If you, if you could tell so us all pretty sure he's like a kind of a pyromaniac that ended up like burning himself. Oh, um, but he has like kind of a, a suit that allows him to, to fly and, you know, has like flamethrowers and stuff like that. So he's a little more techie. That's cool. More of like a tech-based guy. He's not like a fantastical, like magic, mystic creature right. thing that right. DC likes to experience. Not yet. With, but, <laughs> oh god, don't give, don't give him any ideas. But um, no, I think that would be cool. Um, yeah, Brennan Fraser. Uh, there's been a lot of, you know, a lot of love for him, especially lately. And yeah, a lot of people that want to see him come back to acting, and I know he's kind of been waiting for the right moment. And, yeah, it's um yeah, he I mean he's a favorite of mine and um big Oh yeah. big impact on our uh us growing up and yeah, I you know, oh, yeah. dude's gained some weight. He's lost some actually for this film, but I am getting tired of seeing the memes making fun of him. You know, they show all the other um iterations of him and his characters and it's like, dude, just get off his get off his back. You know, he's a good dude. Yeah. It's like That's shit. Whatever. I mean, yeah. It's like, man, he's well, been through shit too. Like, he got treated bad, and yeah, it's like dark shit, you know. We didn't know about, and he, he's come forward since then and and shared it. But you know, um, so is this uh, is Batgirl? It's a film or is it a series? It's a film. It's a film. It's an okay. HBO Max film. So far, okay. it's going to be released just on HBO Max. Uh, That's Michael, what I thought. Yes, um, sometime maybe this year. I'm not sure. That would be great. Uh, Michael Keaton, of course, will be in it as Bruce Wayne Batman, and nice. J.K. Simmons will be reprising his Commissioner Gordon that he uh, played in Justice League. So um, very nice. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited about this. The costume, just my God. Yeah. See, thank you so much for making them look more comic accurate. Yeah, with the colors, man, they wouldn't shy away from that. Amazing. I mean, they, they kind of did that with Birds of Prey, but that was like in a one-off thing. Right, yep. Barbara Gordon as Batgirl. But. That was very like, you know, like what people always wanted to see, I think. And yeah. of course, it was for the show. But yeah, this is just right. It I like how it um, gives us a little tease of the Yvonne Craig Batgirl from the 66 mm-hmm. Batman. And I think current comics have her dress like that as well. And she's got like work boots for her boots. Um, Cause it's kind of like a homemade yeah. costume, I believe at this stage. I, I was going to say, yeah, it looks, uh, it looks a little more tactical and a lot less Halloween yeah. costumey. Yeah. Like even the um, cow looks 3d printed. Like she probably 3d printed that in the movie. Maybe yeah. it's got like all the um, texture in it and stuff. It, I think it looks great. A lot of haters out there are not liking it. They're, comparing it to a cosplay i'm like for crying out loud like what do you want you know this it's colorful as hell i love it it's purple and yellow and also this is um you know it's a production still it's i love it i think it's great and that's that's the direction they're going it's a different batgirl and um current comics it reflects more 
So I'm excited. I think it looks great. Uh, and I've seen behind the scene video or even images of them filming. And there's a scene where she's got like goggles on and it's so cool looking. Like it, oh, cool. it looks really cool. I'm, I'm excited. I think this is going to be really, really freaking cool. And um, I, I just, yeah, again, deal with haters. Like I, I don't get what you want, man. You know, I remember being at a con years ago talking about Ben Affleck's bat suit and BVS. And they're like, yeah, it's kind of like a cosplayer outfit. I'm like, you know, maybe the fact is that cosplaying has gotten to perfection. Cause a lot of those My guys God, can yes. really, or in girls, of course, put shit together that looks movie quality. So yeah, I guess in the end, if that's what's happening, yeah, it does look like cosplay, but you know, it doesn't look cheap or anything. It's, it's cool, man. I think it, um, yeah, I'm digging it, man. I'm excited. I'm excited, and hopefully, well, hopefully, get it this year. I'm not sure. It's a little more. It's a little more believable than just some rando off the street deciding to be a superhero. I mean, like, yeah. oh, I've got this amazing costume that has all these cool gadgets yeah. to it. It's like, no, they probably had to start out somewhere, like, you know. Well, yeah, who knows? But Spider-Man: Homecoming. Remember yes, when they went back exactly. to his costume, which everyone loved probably more than the the actual suit we've come to exactly. come to love over the years but it's just kind of like daredevil remember daredevil when they he had that black you know the series of course i'm talking about um the mm -hmm. first season you know he had this black outfit like mm -hmm. people were like oh that's ridiculous but man i i kind of missed that when it left and i did appreciate of course the red costume but that other outfit was pretty damn cool oh, they made it work it's yeah. one of those things just kind of you know whatever there, there's always going to be the haters so to speak but right yeah, I think it looks good. I, I can't do too. Wait to see it in in action, yes. actually, you know. Um, oh yeah, so I mean, that, it looks like that you, makes me very excited for it. Looks like you can be super flexible with it too, because it's it's like a jacket looking thing. So if you look at recent Batgirl comics, I, I'm not up on my comics. I apologize to everyone out there, but I know I've seen an image of Batgirl wearing something just like that. So for mm. people to say it's cosplay, like. Dude, it's right from the comics, man. Like, give it time. She's beginning in this this movie. So, and also yeah. what I like about it is they're not shying away from color. They're kind of, you know, I, I think Nolan. I like that. Yeah, Nolan's films are great because of the realism and stuff. And I think they're going for that, obviously, for the, the Batman movie coming out. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. But I think we also need to have fun. Like, just like I was saying about Bond, just just ignore that. These costumes being silly looking, you know, um, you know, as long as it's written well and the action's great, it's like you just you're supposed to believe in that world through the writing anyway, you know. So I, I'm I'm well, cool with it. I think it looks great. So that's just you know, not not every superhero needs to look, you know, Kevlar and body armor, leather. Yeah, I mean, we don't need to do X Men all over again, right? You know? Man, like and I, I can't wait for X-Men with the actual costumes. That would be fantastic. I'm, exactly. I'm but excited about that. And just give us a comic accurate suit. No Damn shit. Man, that's a whole rant. I oh, I know. Have, but... There's another quick topic about what we just kind of talked about was it's so enjoyable to hear all these variant possibilities coming up in the new Doctor Strange film. Um, Tom Cruise's Iron Man, which I'm, I'm for because... He was going to be Iron Man. I think it would be kind of cool. I have no idea if this shit's true. It's probably not, but it could be. And, uh, yeah, a lot of them are, you know, they're just, they're digging more and more at possibilities. And it's just, it's freaking cool, I think. Um, I, 
I've heard a lot of possibilities so far. I've heard Wolverine, I've heard Deadpool, I've heard yeah. this will introduce mutants to the MCU. Yeah. I mean, Spider-Man No Way Home kind of birthed this, and I think they should go full throttle. I mean, obviously, the writing's got to be good still and stuff, but... Well, just look at what they did with Loki. Yeah. You know, I mean, like with the variant Lokis. I mean, that was... That was fun. You know, you had, like... They they had, like, the 1960s Loki. Yeah, Richard E. Grant played him. That was really cool. Loki and President Loki and all that other stuff. Yeah, have fun with it, man. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, I'm just, as a side note, I was just getting a kick out of it because they're talking about big fan cast for years has been John Kwasinski as Reed Richards, and there's been so much cool fan art made of him and his wife, um, uh, yeah, Emma Blunt. Blunt. And I'm like, oh, yeah. dude, yes, come on, man. Um, I, I don't think you're going to like what I'm about to say. I, I don't really either. And I think it was an opinion piece from one of the articles. I'm not sure if we shared it on our page or not, but they're like, Here's reasons why Seth Rogen is good for the thing. Nope. <laughs> I knew you'd get a kick out of that. <laughs> I already am not looking forward to Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. I definitely oh, don't yeah. need to see him as Ben Grimm. Well, okay. Donkey Kong doesn't talk, does he? Not. He will now. I know of. Banana looks like a dick. Yeah. Um, we can't say that, Seth. I'm it's not a kids' up to date movie. On my Nintendo lore, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't talk. He just grunts and right. Talks. So, Wah-ha-ha. wouldn't that be funny if that's so. all he's doing in the movie? They're just like, "Yeah, we're yep. we're done. Just needed a couple hours with you. You can go home now." <laughs> He'll do mocap. Does I smoke I weed know. first? Yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah, um, mocap. He might. <sighs> well, um. Yeah. We're going to get another Christmas story, guys, uh, called A Christmas Story Christmas. This will be another sequel, (laughs) I'll get there, to the 83 classic film A Christmas Story, which took place in the 40s and was based off of author Gene Shepard's books. It was a box office flop, but became a cult classic. TBS, every year, Christmas time, or I think it's Christmas Eve. They do 24 hours of Christmas story. Is, yeah. is this a big film? Do you do you like Christmas story? Is it one of your favorites? Or? I, I do like a Christmas story, but it's, you know. It's, it's very popular. It's a holiday film. Yes. I have zero reason to watch it any other day but December 24th. Right, yeah. and I, That's but, cool. I mean, if you're especially yeah. a fan of it, um, that's cool. Uh, Christmas... I Christmas Vacation was my favorite film growing up. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a definite... And to Definite be holiday tradition. Yeah. To be fair, I, I hadn't seen a Christmas stories until I like, you know, was an adulthood and then already Christmas vacation was like, you know, implanted in, like in my brain. Like this is the pinnacle right here. Um, oh yeah. But uh, yeah. Previous sequels, uh, as I mentioned, it was a movie called it runs in the family that came out in 94. They retitled it. My summer story for home video, probably because no one knew what the hell it was about. Not the same cast. There was a few people that came back, um, but overall, it was a whole new uh, cast. That's the first I'm hearing about. I, I don't. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, it's uh, it had uh, the same narrator, I believe, for old Ralphie, and I think the okay. teacher returned. But other than that, a total recast. I think Charles Groban was the dad in that one. And then, of okay. course, the classic that came out 2012, A Christmas Story 2, starring Daniel Stern. I never did see that one. Uh, did you I see that? Either. No. 
I don't think a lot of people did. Um, it looks kind of interesting, I guess, maybe. But yeah, this new film obviously is going to probably ignore those, I would say. Peter Billingsley is reprising his role as Ralphie Parker. So this is a big deal. He's um, returning home for the holidays with his kids. And he's hoping to uh, make it like a memorable one. Just kind of like, it's kind of like Christmas Vacation plot from what I've read. Uh, like how Clark wanted the perfect Christmas. So it's like, oh, they're they're doing that. I'm, I'm okay with it. That's fine. Sure. I think we all want the perfect Christmas. It's uh, damn near impossible to pull off. But hey, um, it's all good. But of course, uh, Peter Billingsley, he's... Um, He's been in Iron Man, Spider-Man, Far From Home, um, and other films. He is a producer as well. He actually produced the Broadway adaptation of A Christmas Story years back. And his producing partner for this film will be Vince Vaughn. So, oh. um, yeah, they're, they're buddies right. and they've uh, worked together before. Um, I think John Favreau, they're also friends with. Uh, Peter was actually in Elf. He was... Not credited, but he was like the elf that kind of cheered Buddy up when they, uh, yeah. when he found out he was an adult or something, or or he was a yeah. cotton penny ninny muggins or something. Like that. Not a cotton headed ninny muggins. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. This, uh, obviously, yeah. The first film was set in the forties, so this one will be set in the seventies. Um, so yeah, it'd be pretty interesting. It's another thing that's interesting is they're actually going to film next month in Hungary. Which um, I guess is doubling for Cleveland, unless it starts out overseas. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, hey, I think this is uh, great news. Watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, especially if Ralphie's coming back. I mean, the be. actor. Yeah, yeah. There's, I never I, thought I'd want to see a uh, sequel to Karate Kid, but here we are. You never know, right? You never know. Yeah, I'm excited about this. I, I hope it. I hope it turns out good. But yeah, it'll, so far HBO Max, it will be. Release through. I don't think it'll get a theatrical run, and that's that's fine. That's, yeah, that's what I was going to ask if it was going to be a streaming one or not. So far, no. It sounded the premise of it sounds like a streaming only kind of yeah thing. I mean, that's typically that's what happens with the sequel stuff, which I'm kind of getting sick of. But <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got you there. Um, that's what it is. Uh, maybe they'll change their mind and put it in theaters too. I know. I think Blue Beetle. Which stars the main kid from Cobra Kai. He's playing Blue Beetle. Uh, we've talked about this before. Yes. Um, oh. That was going to be HBO Max only, and I think that's now coming to theaters as well. So, yeah, more to come on that. That's uh, that's very exciting for him to be cast in that role. That's uh, that's cool. He's a great actor, so I'm, I'm happy about so. that. But yeah, these F uh, HBO uh, Max films, yeah, they may actually come to the theater. Who who knows? I guess. After test footage, if it's that promising, they'll they'll um, pull the trigger on it. So, well, um, speaking of returning actors, there is a Disney Plus series coming out of Willow. Um, it's continuing the story from the 1980s film. I believe it was 1988, something like that. Uh, Warwick Davis is coming back as Willow. Uh, it's 51, returning to the series. Wow. Um, it's going to be a television series, from what I or like a you know, a serial kind of thing from what I understand. It's not going to be just a movie. I think it's going to be an actual series. Sure. Other than him, I don't really recognize any of the other actors that are going to be in it. Of course, Val Kilmer sadly won't be returning to it, but very excited for that. I, I'm still a huge fan of the original. And of course, Warwick Davis, he's been in 
had so many different things. Star, you know, uh, Return of the Jedi. He's been in. Uh, I think he was even in Phantom Menace as a spectator in the Padre yes. scene. Uh, played, of course, Gremlin, or what is it? Not Gremlin, Leprechaun. Oh um, right, yeah. God, how could I forget uh, that? Leprechaun. Um, how many of those were there? A, a, oh my God, there's like five or six of them, something like that. Do you know if he was I, in each one? I believe he was. Okay. I'm pretty sure he was. And of course, he played uh, Wicket, the Ewok. Um, right. He's stayed pretty pretty damn active. Harry Potter, uh, he was a character, I think, in Harry that one, Potter. too. Yep, he yep. was a professor in that. I don't remember the professor's name, of course. but Smith, I don't know. He was in it, yeah. So the, the Willow series is looking at a 2022 release date. I don't have a specific date for that yet, but probably looking at, like, third quarter... 2022 something like that great i gotta revisit um, that film i have not seen it for a very long time but i think i had a couple action figures and i think i yeah i'm sure i liked the, the film i have fond so, memories uh, of it so yeah so when i was um when i was talking to alicia about uh um topics for today just before we started she was like oh there's a willow series coming out so i was like you know looking that up real quick and it the original is actually on disney plus right now which i wasn't aware of oh cool um so if you're looking for a movie to watch with your kids over the weekend can't go wrong with that it's a very good movie that's great um, yeah there's there's a cool uh cast introduction he filmed i don't know if you saw it but it was like a little clip yeah. they released you know i think it was from one of the was it d23 disney's um big you know uh, like disney day thing. yeah we have a yeah. big dick here it is and uh yeah there was a clip of him with all the cast and it was it was done humorously like he just kind of kept saying like i'm i'm Warwick davis and then as they introduced yeah. themselves he like would cut him off like you know like okay you're you're done next and it was just it, it's pretty cool check it out pretty but cool. yeah I, i'm excited that's um uh, yeah that's really cool i got to revisit that film to, to um get familiar again with the the uh, uh the series i think ron howard might have directed the willow i don't remember i think so okay i, I think he did don't quote me on that but i think he did yeah i just remember being horrified as a kid when like a lot of them turned into dogs or something what was it do you remember it has been forever since do you remember the, them changing into something it was like a curse and he had to yeah. lift it i, I think yeah. it was goats or something but i remember being horrified by that <laughs> as oh, yeah. a kid i was I like mean, what is when happening? i was a kid it didn't take much to scare me but that's true yeah yeah um, me I'm, yeah. Adult, I'm a little more decent right let's hope right <laughs> secrets of dumbledore the third installment in the fantastic beasts uh harry potter prequel series uh i was looking at a april 15th 2022 release date uh, jude law would be playing dumbledore Cool. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I I don't uh, I didn't really care for the Fantastic Beasts series so far, but yeah, I might watch it just for Jude Law. I love me some Jude Law. Yeah, I mean um, he was in the last one, the second one, which I haven't seen. I've only seen the first one. Um, oh, okay, yeah, I've only seen the first one. Too, I, yeah, so same. I but it's I can't really say if the second one's any good. But it's on HBO Max. I know that. So. I, I believe it is. HBO Max, man. I need to. I, I know, man. It's too much, too much good stuff out there. You can't miss. Yeah. Um, um and then uh, Johnny Depp is being replaced by Mads Mikkelsen, which is cool, which cool replacement, but I, still sucks. Yeah. It still sucks, but if you're I'm on Depp's not, side, <laughs> I'm not, 
it sucks on Depp's side, but at the same time, it's like every character he's played for the last 20 years looks like it was written by Tim Burton. Yeah. Like, right. It just has that one, like, run it up kind of bullshit. He kind of sold out a little bit, but he did. I mean, it's okay. And, yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, I love Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. Tremendous actor. So that might actually. Uh, worth a watch i don't know yeah it'd be interesting to see what he does with the character according to ign the rock is making another video game movie um doom 2 what's that doom 2 oh god no please don't (laughs) um so he is quoted as saying i can't tell you which game in particular we're doing but there will be an announcement this year we're going to bring one of the biggest, most badass games to the screen, one that I've played for years. And I'm really hoping it's not going to be a dog shit game like Call of Duty or fucking Fortnite or something. Minecraft. I don't know. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is um, Paperboy. <laughs> Just throws uh, the papers through windows. Just how strong he is. Could you, could you see <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Crash Bandicoot? <laughs> There oh, didn't SNL uh, do that with him? Oh, did you ever see that Bambi he did for SNL? Oh, that was hilarious. Yes, that's what I pictured when you said that just now. Man, <laughs> it's in the forest. Um, he is a uh, big fan of the Madden series, so what? I don't know how you'd adapt that to film. So a football movie? <laughs> I be gridiron game. I think we've seen that before, yeah. Rock. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's he's an okay actor. He's a live action cartoon. Yeah, he's but gotten. He, I mean, yeah, he's he's pretty, pretty funny. Yeah, he's he, he's gotten really good. A, he went through a stage of just doing that same, you know, sniffing the air, raising his eyebrow bullshit that he did in the <laughs> WWE. I think he still does that in every part so, he does. It's like he has to. I don't know. He does like he he does that in Jumanji and everything else. And it's like I heard the um, attitude era is over. Let it go. What was the? I haven't seen it yet. Ah, shit. What's it called? Um, cruise ship. What is it called? Jungle cruise. Oh, Jungle cruise. I haven't seen that yet, but I heard it's a mummy knockoff. Um, the Brendan Fraser mummy. Um, okay. So yeah, uh, yeah. I guess take that. that. Take that. uh, If you want, with a grain of salt or whatever. Uh, yeah, I need to check that out. But I mean, yeah, he. Black Adam, uh, I think I hope will be great. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I think he'll make a good Black Adam. He uh, he does play the kind of darker roles pretty well. So yeah, yeah. Um, and Black Adam's not exactly a superhero. He's more of a there's shut up, I'll kick your ass kind of guy. But right, I yeah. Mean, there's a rumor they want to make him an anti-hero because The Rock, you know, is involved. He doesn't probably want to be an actual bad guy or whatever. But man, he's really getting in shape for the part like uh i don't know if you've seen any of his videos lately or his gym videos like a still but jesus his legs um he definitely didn't skip leg day holy fuck yeah um sure. they're like as wide as his when, shoulders uh, the muscle mass around them <laughs> was it uh red notice oh i haven't seen that he just did on Netflix. yeah that was pretty good was it good okay yeah and there's a sequel of that Oh, cool. For too long, I think. Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, who can't speak English or uh, understand English. Uh, Joss Whedon, quote. Joss Whedon, whose opinion we do not endorse nor support here (laughs) on Geeks. That's right. Um, 
yeah i think they're they're looking to do like a series of that like a trilogy or oh, something okay i'll have to try that check that one out yeah um, yeah it's uh i guess retroactively i'll i'll add that in as a recommendation if you haven't seen it that's yeah it's a good one for sure this is actually is a second well this project would be his third right video game film rampage you count that Let's see yeah i i guess i would count rampage i mean it's uh I wouldn't say that's much of an adaptation, but it's kind of like, right. how do you adapt? It's like adapting Monopoly. Like, how how would you adapt that to the screen? But I guess, I mean, they tried it with Battleship, and look how well, well, that turned out. The Rock is oh. Zelda. Oh, God. Zelda's <laughs> the girl, damn it. Um, They're going to flip he it. Could play, he could play Ganondorf. That'd be all right. Um <laughs> So uh, huh, I wonder what it is. Into, I don't know. <laughs> it's got to be. I'm trying to think live action, but I think that is probably reaching a little too far. Yeah, I think it's going to be something that's animated. Well, everyone out there, submit your guests on our page, and we'll be happy to read them on our next show. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he could uh, play anything. He could play uh, M. Bison. They could do a oh, movie. that would be cool. He's gonna uh, play. He play every part. He's gonna play Johnny Cage in the next Mortal Kombat. Oh no, <laughs> no, too big, too big. Johnny Johnny Cage is already confirmed as a white guy for the poster on the. Yeah, I bet they get an unknown for him. It'd probably be too distracting if they got like Ryan Reynolds to be Cage. I'm guessing. I don't think that's. I don't think that's gonna happen. No. Um, but uh, say going into video games, I can talk about that sure. stuff real quick here. There is a Resident Evil 4 HD remaster that is currently in the making. It's actually a fan-made uh, project that's been eight years in the making so far. Um, there are two guys, just two people working on it, and it is set to be, the version 1.0 is set to be released uh, February 2nd. So it's, um, basically what they did is they took the 2014 Ultimate HD version that was put out by Capcom, and they went through and they scaled up all the textures. It's like 16 times the original resolution. Um, they redrew a lot of the textures, a lot of the, you know, different graphics and stuff like that. And there, there's a short little trailer that they put on their Twitter. Um, it's the RE4HD project is their uh, Twitter tag. If you want to check that out, I think it's also on YouTube. If you search for the Resident Evil 4 HD uh, version 1.0 project it should pop up on there awesome um but it looks great and uh of course capcom is working on their remake of it like they did with two and three which three they totally botched two was pretty cool um is it graphic wise they but, botched um so resident evil 2 remake was really really good i have a i have some videos of that up on my channel if you want to check that out at 515 gaming absolutely um but Resident Evil 3, um, I mean, it, the original one was like basically built off of the same engine and a lot of the same resources as the previous one. But uh, sure. the remake of 3 almost felt like it could have just been a DLC for the second one. Oh, really? Ooh. Like it, it just didn't, they didn't really improve on much. They just kind of threw it together just to put it out, I think. But uh, Cash grab. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're... So Capcom is officially working on a remake of Resident Evil 4 that's 
scheduled to be out sometime in late 2022. But honestly, I don't see uh, I don't see Capcom improving on this much, and the fact that it's just two guys going through frame by frame and improving it. Like it's still going to be the original game. It's not going to be remade or like redone mm-hmm. in any way. It's just going to be. It's just going to look a thousand times better. Right. And instead of instead of having a rock that looks like a square just jammed into the background, it's actually <laughs> going to look like three D rock. Right. So yeah. You know, I, I think it looks really cool. Um, definitely go check it out if you want to go check out the trailer on that. Um, it Sweet. looks very. Cool. I love the idea um, of them uh, doing that to games. Yeah, so mean, many games they could do that to. I, uh, there's well, not only that, but there's so many people out there that take it upon themselves to like mod older games and put them into like the newest Unreal Engine or something like that. Yep. And the, the uh, you know it's usually like one to three people working on it, and it looks amazing. And the actual studio that owns it's like no, you need to take this down right now. That's not cool. Rather than just being like, hey, guy living in your mom's basement, want a job? <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> you know, like... No shit. There's, there's a fan-made uh, recreation of Legend of Zelda, the Ocarina of Time, that was for the N64, so, you know, blocky as all hell. Oh, yeah. Uh, that somebody put into, I don't remember the guy's name, put into Unreal Engine 4, and gave it like a full upgrade and it looked beautiful like Man. better than any new gen zelda game out there and nintendo was like cease and desist just like immediately and that's it was stupid. heartbreaking because the work they put into it my god it looked amazing well and yeah to hire people like that you know how strong the loyalty is with them you know yeah. they, they're gonna make you a great Obviously, product Obviously, they love your product. Their subscribers love their product. Mm-hmm. You don't want them using your intellectual property. I get it, but hey, hire them. You know, right? Like the same thing with these people that make like fan-made, you know, trailers of this or that, or like a yeah. fan, you know, a fan film like Miles. You know, yeah. Hire, hire his ass and and buy buy the material, and then you can yeah. distribute it yourself and. He can make you some good shit on the side I mean, or she. Could, could you imagine what somebody who is that dedicated would do with a, you know, million dollar budget? Oh, man. Yeah. My God. Like, just, I don't know. I think. Give them an assistant. Their heads out of their asses, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. It's all about but, ego. Uh, you know, they, they want to be the ones that are going to discover. It's like, just discover the talent. Those. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. If you find if you find a fan that's that passionate about your product, yeah, they're willing to take time, you know, without any payoff whatsoever, or not expecting any payoff, just be like, it's just for love of the game. Sitting at their computer on yeah. a Saturday morning and being like, I'm going to recreate this game in 4K. Yeah, then why not hire them and make some money off it? I don't know. Absolutely. Just, yeah, whatever. I mean, I can go on and on about. Oh, that, I, but, I, I know, I know, and there's a fantastic video out there as well of someone who recreated the Enterprise D, Star Trek, obviously, mm-hmm. and oh my God, t- took us for a whole tour of the ship. Uh, you know, any viewer, of course. Oh, wow. It's amazing. You see shit you've never seen, obviously, because they couldn't afford to build the sets, but you see all these shuttle bays, and you really 
take in the scale of how big that ship is. It's beautiful. You see quarters. You see they even show toilets because you never see a toilet in Star Trek. Um, I think, and I think they put the three seashells next to it too. I, I think. If I'm remembering oh, that correctly. Yeah, yeah Demolition Man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you go to the bridge oh and it's it's amazing. It's so good. I, I will uh, um, post that maybe in the show notes or our, our page. But yeah, uh, again, fan fans do so much great stuff for, you know, yeah. all of us. Uh, fan art even is fantastic. You know, you, you see all these brilliant image, images and... They didn't get paid for it. I mean, yeah. yeah, they're probably selling it on the side, but maybe they should get paid because, man, the amount of time to put into something like that. Yeah, I couldn't help but remember that when you said that. I was like, oh, yeah, that no, video is amazing. It is amazing to see what, what people can do with a little imagination and, you know, Microsoft Movie Maker. Right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know what I mean? Just yep. it's, it's amazing to see what people can do. So I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, I'm hoping Capcom doesn't C and D the shit out of it, right? You know, I actually want to be able to play it. Yeah, I think it would be cool to play. That'd be so, amazing. Um, speaking of uh, shitty companies, <laughs> um, so a while back I discussed the uh, Activision Blizzard controversy. Um, for about the past six months, uh, they've been embroiled in a lot of lawsuits and stuff like that um about sexism and workplace discrimination and stuff like that well uh hold on to your hats because they've been bought out by the most awesome company in the world microsoft yay <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's gonna rub your toxic image squeaky clean anyway um <laughs> so it's it's a uh, those those of you who don't know um who Activision Blizzard is and what they do. Um, they own franchises like Call of Duty, Diablo, World of Warcraft. Microsoft bought them for a reported amount of $68.7 million, which will put Microsoft number three in gaming behind Tencent and Sony. Microsoft has been doing this for the last decade or so, buying up little companies. Oh. It's nothing really new. You know, if there's a small company out there, Sony or microsoft or whoever will pick them up and you know try to get the their their backlog or their library you know as like a exclusive to you know xbox or playstation or something right. like that yep um so it's really nothing new um not, for right now it's not going to have a huge impact on anything i think everything that's like already slated to come out will come out for every you know console they want to put it out for um obviously in the future um they could become just PC and uh, Xbox exclusive with these games. I mean, you never know. Right. If the money's there to be made, they'll probably try to make it. But, you know, they, they're they supposedly doing a lot of this with, like, Bethesda and stuff like that, too, making them Xbox exclusive. And, you know, it's like, why ours, not theirs? Do you think they would do Call of Duty that way? Um, I think... I think that would really hurt Call of Duty if they did that. Yeah. Because the, the main, I think the main appeal with Call of Duty, like, uh, is just the cross-player connectivity there. You know, like, yeah. you can play against, you can play on PlayStation against people that are on PC and, you know, so on and so forth. So I think that would really hurt the player base, but 
honestly, they're not really hurting for money. So right, and I don't I mean, whichever they decide to do it. But uh, the biggest part of this that I that kind of made me cringe is that now it's Microsoft's responsibility to clean up the mess from this lawsuit. Ooh. Um, which really kind of sucks, but, um, or, well, for them, it sucks, I guess. Right. Um, but the, uh, the CEO of Activision Blizzard, they've been calling for him, not Microsoft, but like people in general have been calling for him to step down. He's looking at getting about a $400 million payout to walk away from Activision Blizzard. Really? So he's not going to be hurting no matter how much you cancel the guy. Poor guy. Uh, yeah, for him. Great. From my perspective, it's not going to hurt me a lot because I don't play any of Activision Blizzard's games. Uh, Diablo was cool. That was about it. But uh, yeah, I think it would really, um, it just depends on how greedy Microsoft wants to be. And I mean, Sony does it too. Sure. You know, Sony yep. buys out studios all the time and makes them, you know, Sony exclusive. You know, with their with their IPs. And yeah, isn't like most that. of the Sega so, games, the old Sega games, and um, uh, yeah, like yeah, Sega was bought out by Nintendo. Of all people. Oh, so, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are there are Sega games that you can that are cross platform. Right. I mean, you can you know, there's Sonic games on PlayStation and stuff like that. So sure, sure. It's really you know, it's it all comes down to if they want to try and make certain games exclusive to their systems right which would suck for apple and sony users but really from a business standpoint it's kind of smart to do it that way but i think it would overall hurt the player base but that's about all yeah a lot of I'd risk there. that I, I really if i if there's if i can never play another call of duty game on playstation i'm not going to cry about it <laughs> the same fucking game every year but right whatever. um that's all I got to say about that. That's all there is for gaming news. Great. Well, thank really? you. Final topic is TV. Quantum Leap. We just talked about this weeks ago, maybe a month or so. Uh, Dean Stockwell, of course, passed away. He played Al on the show, who was um, friends with uh, Dr. Sam Beckett, played by Scott Bakula. They together helped uh, change events through time. And it was a really popular show in the 90s. Well, actually, looking back, maybe it wasn't so popular. But uh, retrospect, a lot of people say it wasn't uh, like a huge hit. I, yeah. But I think I, it's one of those I ones like, kind of like Star Trek. Like it had a big a following. Really loyal fan base, but it wasn't for everybody. Yeah. Um, I mean, we watched it every every week. We were huddled in front of the TV waiting for the next episode. So. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a great Great show, and yeah, I, uh, with this reboot that's been ordered by NBC, um, this will continue on the story of uh, Sam Beckett, probably maybe his offspring, or it's definitely going to be a new team that restarts the project, so perhaps they'll encounter him. As of right now, Bakula is not attached, but he's in talks, so I'm sure they'll work something out, because everyone would love to see that happen. Just a little tease would be even fine. Uh, that's very exciting. A lot of people, a lot of fans have been wanting uh, them to come back for years. And so, yeah, finally it's happening and it will help other people uh, be introduced to the show, the original show that is. So I'm excited about that. I, I think that's great. Uh, great news. Definitely. And, yeah. 
I could see him being more of a cameo, like they run into him every now and then, kind of like you said. I think that would be cool. Yeah, because he was the, I know we talked about this when we talked about Dean Stockwell, but I'm pretty sure the way they ended that is he, he made a sacrifice for Al and he never got to really go back home. Right. His leaps got harder. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they did a lot of things like that with the original, with the original series with recurring characters. There was even, I think, a evil leaper, if you want to call him that. Yeah. They played around with that. Yeah. Um, she would like show up every now and then and screw stuff up and Sam would have to fix it. Right. Um, so it's pretty cool. Um, I, I'd i be very excited to see that. Is this uh, something that they're going to do just on Peacock then, or is this going to be like a, a regular on-the-air kind of series? You know, I, I don't know. I think it's early development. But, man, if, it, if it's going to be on Peacock, shit, I'm going to have to get another subscription. <laughs> I, uh. You know, I really hope they don't do that because they're, NBC's had a lot of really good shows that they've lost. Yeah. Uh, streaming i mean look at Man- manifest was a big one they lost to well they didn't i guess they didn't really lose it canceled netflix. it yeah uh, they canceled it but netflix picked it up for another season but uh i don't know i think we need more tv like that like over the air tv i think that's a thing yeah. of the past but yeah i mean if anything there's... try it on network television and if it doesn't get the ratings maybe you can have a home on peacock i'm not sure what I really yeah, don't know. I, I could see them going either direction, I guess. I could see it being available to stream on Peacock like the day after it premieres on network. Yeah. Something like that. Kind of like to do with like CBS All Access or whatever that's called now. I don't know. Paramount Plus. Um, yep. Yeah. I mean, it's good to have variety on your network shows. You know, like CBS is just like all cop dramas pretty much. There's comedies, obviously. Really? and uh, Yeah. Maybe, maybe this is just from my perspective, but... I don't see a lot of that, uh, you know, family finish up dinner. We got to, you know, yeah. final leaf's coming on. We got to sit down and watch it. And then, oh, what's going to happen next week? And we can't wait to see it. You know, it, now it's just like click of a button. It's on, you know. Yeah, you can watch it anywhere. Demand. But, uh, yeah, that's, I don't know. that I, is interesting. I don't know where it can, will, where it will end up on, but I, I could see Peacock pulling that. So, I, I'm probably, yeah, about 90% leaning towards Peacock being the service for it. But I guess that's I'd, cool, though. I mean, yeah. I'm, still, I'm still excited for it. You know, it will give me a reason to subscribe to Peacock. Yeah, I mean, it probably has more of a chance to succeed if it's on a streaming service, perhaps. People can binge it, binge it or sure. if it's weekly. I'm sure it would be. And then I think I'm sure it would be. And I mean, Disney Plus hasn't been hurting with their weekly format. No, releasing shows and no, it's you know, good water cooler talk. Yeah, TV or, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, uh, I think uh, I think they get more of a budget if they go through Peacock. I'm guessing. Um, so that might be cool to have more of a cinematic um, reboot, if you will. Um, well, and they could they could get it out to other countries and stuff like it th- like it that way too. True. I think. Yeah they do it on streaming so absolutely yeah i i look forward to it hopefully it'll get him and uh scott Bakula involved and yeah i hope they have a good a lot of good callbacks but i hope that the new characters are just as interesting so um I so. yeah, yeah I, I do too it'll, it'll be interesting but yeah if, uh, people have been wanting this for years they wanted more of a satisfying end to quantum leap uh not to say the ending was terrible it, i don't think it was really written to be a true ending but 
I think that at the time the makers of the show knew that there's a good chance they weren't coming back, so they kind of just try to put everything, you know, together for this their last mm-hmm. episode. So yeah, it was kind of like a mixed bag of uh, feelings, I guess. But overall, good good episode, a uh, great series, and so yeah, with this uh, reboot, yeah, um, happy to see where they take us. Uh, hopefully, they get the right people involved. So. Yeah, uh, make it worth definitely. the wait, man. That's that's what you got to do for sure. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of Disney Plus, which you mentioned about their series, um, Santa Claus is coming back. Uh, Tim Allen's Santa Claus, that is, who who was only in a trilogy of films, a limited series. This is this is exciting news. I'm I'm excited. I I love those movies, and uh, my my family does too. And it's um yeah, it's nice every year to watch all three of them. I'm, I'm glad they're bringing them back after all this time. Tim Allen isn't too busy. Um, actually, I think they were going to do a home improvement reboot, I thought. But I don't know what's happening with that. I, um, I thought, yeah, I heard about that too. And I wasn't sure if it was going to be like a straight reboot series or if it was just going to be like a um, like a reunion yeah. kind of thing. Like a one-off. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm, not, um, I'm not sure what's happening with that, but... Yeah, I'm happy Tim Allen's coming back to this. Uh, I love to see the character, the universe again, uh, storytelling they've told. Um, you know, Kurt Russell, Santa Claus has kind of helped us um, <laughs> fill in the void, I yeah. guess. Um, he's yeah, like definitely. the most badass Santa Claus. I would love to see more of those films as well, uh, Christmas Chronicles. But yeah, the premise of this limited series is Scott Calvin's turning 65 He's a father of three. He's raised two kids in the North Pole, and he's just realizing that his days as Santa are numbered, and so he's got to go find a replacement. So, or he'll be killed. Who knows? That that'll be dark, won't it? Just like the first Santa Claus. Oh God! <laughs> Falls off the roof. It gets shot or something. <laughs> yeah. Give me your sack, old man. That would be a terrible ending, wouldn't it? Oh God. Oh God. No, that was that is pretty dark. If you if you go back to think about that, that first Santa Claus, that's pretty dark shit for a kids movie. Yeah, it's like he falls off the roof, well, dies, and then his body. Well, I think they leaves. censored some stuff when they put it on Disney Plus. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, they took out the one eight hundred spank me line. I think. Oh Jesus. Okay. <laughs> but I I can kind of see that. Yeah, I guess. Really yeah, kid friendly, but yeah. It was still a good, you know, Christmas movie. I mean, it's something you can kind of watch with the family. Like it had a few risque, yeah. Things in it, but, yeah, it was, it know, was, it was, it was a good vehicle for adults to watch with their kids. You know, they they got something out of it too, and it was like kind of subtle jokes, you know, that kids get when they get older. Hopefully, but I oh, think uh, I think this is really cool. Um, they're gonna possibly start filming in March. There's no release date yet, but yeah, it will be a Disney Plus limited series. So. The way this winter is going, they can always film in Iowa. No shit. Yeah. Uh, hey, we get to see the cast. Tell us going anywhere. <laughs> don't have to do anything. Oh, man. Cross that off my bucket list. I was going to meet Tim Allen. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> Whatever he used like, to say. Yeah. Ask him if he still talks to Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're not doing a home improvement. And, well, the other, the other kid got... Uh, Involved in domestic abuse situations, so I think he's in jail. Oh man, yeah. I don't know. I guess they'll recast. Um, but yeah, that when I was just talking about this, I was remembering the Home Improvement, and so I'm like, shit, what's going on with that? So I thought that was a yeah. thing. But um, one quick thing, I did not plan to talk about it, 
but uh, the Mighty Ducks new series that premiered last year had um, Gordon Bombay in it, played by Emilio Estevez. I think it was called Mighty Ducks Underdogs or some crap like that. It was a decent series. I I loved watching it to see the return of Gordon Bombay's character and stuff. Um, Since um, season two talks began, they were going to have a lot of uh, COVID restrictions or, uh, you know, protocols, let's say. So there's a, there's a mixture of uh, headlines going around about why um, Emilio Estevez isn't returning to play Gordon Bombay. Uh, one is the protocol thing he's kind of against and uh, not to say he's anti-vax. He didn't say he, he said he's not. It just I guess the whole force thing is, you know, it divides a lot of people. Um, yeah. But it's that and it's also creative differences. Um, the first season, it was kind of hit and miss. Um I liked it, but I was basically hanging on because of him. So now they've casted Josh Dumal. Dumal, I think that's how you say it. He's going to be the new coach, and he's going to be like an NFL coach who's coming into this hockey world. And so, yeah, I don't have faith in this show anymore. I'm sorry. Um, it's news, but it's also my opinion that I think this thing's just it's gone. So done See, with. I, I never really had the the desire i guess to check it out i thought it'd just be another disney cash grab kind of thing yeah and it was but they they brought uh, the old cast back some of them it was it was cool to see that that was the closest we were going to get to a four you know but yeah but yeah taking him out of the series it doesn't make any sense the way it ended um yeah and it wasn't it wasn't the greatest thing but it had potential you know to improve and I just see that I hate when they do this shit, when they just replace an uh, actor or character, or whatever. Yes. And they, well, kind of like they did with, um, they did with that, they did that with him with Mighty Ducks 3, but at least he was in it to kind of transition. Like, hey, you're going to college now and you got this new coach, which, yeah. you know, creative people involved with the show, why didn't you go out to that coach, you know, and bring him back? Like, he's an older actor, he's not doing anything. Like, Fuck, what the hell? But I guess we're getting Josh Dumal, who was in Jupiter's Legacy, which was canceled by Netflix. I, I saw some of that show. Um, I thought it was decent. I, I kind of was shocked it got it canceled. Decent. Yeah, I didn't finish it, but I, I will. But yeah, that got canceled. And so, yeah, it uh, needs a job. And I guess this is it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'll be great. I don't know. But I don't have a lot of faith in it continuing. And let's see. Let's say pull a Dallas for season three and have uh, Emilio in the shower. Let's say playing uh, Bobby. It's all a dream. Yes, exactly. You got hit, but yeah, hit by a hockey puck, and that was it. And uh... <laughs> yeah, wakes up in the ice. Like, Coach, you okay? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. It, it was all a dream. That's how they're gonna they're gonna really piss off fans. It was all a dream. He's still in jail for being pulled over in the first film, so he never got his act oh. together. It's all a dream. Yeah. I still wish Fuller House was a dream because that was a nightmare. Oh really? I like that show. I mean it was it uh, was just it was just kinda of turn your brain off, yeah. you know? Obviously fake as yeah. hell, but I I I got a little kick out of it. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't um they weren't crazy about it, but yeah, I, I liked it. I don't know. But I again I wasn't like, Oh my god, I need this in my life. I just you know yeah. it was something the kids my kids liked and I was able to Go along with it, and yeah, um, I was a little invested in it, and so, but again, it was 
Full House, it, at least it didn't have the sappy music at the end like Full House did, which I could not stand yeah. that. And Family Matters both used that trope and hated it so much. Yeah. It's like, is the it's orchestra like the in these of- bedrooms they're talking? Like, what's going on? <laughs> like the lesson of the day thing. And- yeah. It's like, all right, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there's great ways to bring back things and then not so great ways. Um there- there's some things that just don't really need to be rehashed, I don't think. But yeah, unless you do a one-off, know. you know, like they used to do that with old old shows. They bring they do a TV movie, like the Brady Bunch Christmas special, something like that. Yeah. You know, just a one and yeah. done. And if people liked it enough and it was successful, they'd make another one. But they wouldn't go to a series or whatnot. But um, yeah. yeah, so that's that's all we have for TV. Um, that concludes the show. So um, yeah, everyone out there, please. Check us out on all um, streaming uh, platforms you listen to with your podcast. And, of course, Bill? Of course, check out uh, 515 Gaming on YouTube. Uh, we're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash 515 Gaming. Just recently started uh, uploading episodes of Amnesia, The Dark Descent. It's a you know, survival psychological horror type game, so it's kind of getting away from... Uh, kind of getting away and getting back to some of my roots with that so very excited it's been uh very well received so far and i very much appreciate uh everyone for their support and watching that and subscribing and um yeah stick around because we got more uh just finished recording another episode last night and i'll hope to get that up here in the next couple days excellent that's great that's great to hear uh, another thank you to um raven xavier for our new theme song hope you all enjoy it very much rocks yes thank you very much xavier yes for sure for sure so yeah with that said we'll be back i'm josh i'm bill take care